And now back to your regular programming. You've never heard less productive analysis. Heard nationally, it's the Believe in FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Now joining us on today's coaching interview edition episode is Bruce Barnum from Portland State. Coach, offseason, we're in the middle of it. We've got 4th of July right around the corner. How's off-season training been so far for, for you and your guys? Uh, first off, Joe, thanks for thanks for recognizing Portland State. There's a lot of schools out there and a uh, tough conference. And to have be on there, that's an honor. But um, off-season, we're in quarters, so we're a little different. Uh, our guys just got back uh, 20 June. Um, so, yeah, finals week, week off, 20 June. And now I give them... What's 4th of July, I think, is on a Monday. I give yes. them off the Tuesday. They don't have to be back till the f- 5, Wednesday, the 5th. So they have that little break, and then I'll give them a, a little break. It, it's changed. The break at the end is usually a week, Joe, but San Jose State, uh, we just moved that game from Saturday to Thursday. So we're actually coming back on the 2nd instead of the 4th of August. We'll be back to August. So their break at the end is a little shorter, but they're working hard. I, uh, you know, uh, I used to say, <laughs> excuse me, it's because of COVID. There's so many student athletes out here. Yeah. But I don't say that. I don't think that now because the guys out here, they're working hard. Um, there's a lot of them, you know, uh, great numbers and they're getting after it. You know, they're this morning watching, you know, you can tell the freshmen that are, you know, signing on for the summer, getting into summer school and the summer bridge deal because they're so far behind what my vets are doing. That's cool. That means I got a chance. So just curious, you mentioned the uh, the scheduling change for the, the San Jose State game. Was was there a particular reason for that, or is that just a schedule shuffling? You know, you know what, Joe? Nah, you're going to get me. I'll probably get in trouble on this podcast, but <laughs> Mike Lund, my sports information guy, said just be you. Here's what's happened. Uh-huh. They reached out to me first. I know somebody on their staff. I said, sure, $85,000, do whatever you want. Um, that didn't work. They did end up giving up, and then I had to turn it over to the brass because J.J., John Johnson, uh, we just got a new athletic director here who's a win uh, because J.J. was my big brother when I played at Eastern Washington University. He was like a 12th-year senior. I was a snot-nosed, know-it-all freshman, and uh, he came in, and uh, he's with us now. But to your question – Originally, I heard TV, ESPN. That didn't happen. That was from somebody else. I think they did it, so they have two more days to get rid of, get re- ready for Auburn. I think they want to school up Auburn. That's my thought behind it. Mm. That'd be a big one for them. Go out there, SEC beat Harson. They beat Arkansas that year. I think we played them when we were close, and I think that's my conspiracy theory. That would make some sense, and Auburn, beatable team for for San Jose State. Auburn's been in a little bit of a a, a weak spell since they hired Harson, but uh, that's interesting. That that could be the reasoning why. And coach, just just kind of makes me think about a couple of years, or sorry, a couple of years, a couple of hours ago, we had break that UCLA and USC and the conference conference realignment, all the stuff that's going on with the the Big Ten, and I'm just curious from your perspective. 
as a longtime FCS head coach, what is the value for these teams getting to play the FCS teams getting to play FBS games? Because there's this possibility that people assume that FCS games are going to get removed from schedules because of these eventual super conferences. What is the value you think from your side and then maybe even for the FBS side? Well, uh, that question we could talk our entire pod on. Right. But, and I just heard that actually, right. I, I was with, we have um, a coach here, friend, son coaches for me from the NFL. So he's been talking and I just heard that before I turned you on uh, about that because I've been away from media and news, <coughs> excuse me, this morning. But it, uh, maybe it would have been better if you would have said, say one word, Barney, what, what one word do you have to describe all this mess? FBS playing us, these schools don't, these schools do. Um, money. Mm. Well, it's money. I think, I think that's why the Big Ten's trying to get those two schools from California. I mean, uh, just initial top of my head because the SEC is the power right now. They have the money, they have the TV, you know, the Pac-12. They're, they're not doing with their TV contracts what they had hoped from the commissioner level. That's why I think they made a switch. Um, and then you got the Big Ten who wants to catch up to the SEC. So let's get these two big-name schools in the Pac-12, bring it back to the original Pac-10, you know. But back to how that affects FCS – I don't know. Those two super conferences, if that's what they become, don't play a lot of us anyway. You know, they do it for wins. It used to be every other year when I first started college football, every other year, if you're an FBS team, you could play an FCS team and count it as a win to bowl eligibility every other year, not every year. Um, now I don't even know what the rule is. I just know I'm trying to schedule them out for the next seven years. Mm-hmm. That scares me. That scares all of us, you know, because you can count on, on one hand the FCS programs that um, live off their, you know, gate. Um, so, issue. I hope it doesn't happen because it will affect our budget. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that it can seriously impact, and 100. percent There's a lot of monetary value that that comes with it. And like I even remember Jimbo Fisher, like he spoke about how the importance of it because he came from coaching at the FCS level, there really is an important impact for these FCS programs having these games scheduled. And it's, right. it's ultimately important for, for, I think, a lot of these teams staying afloat. It, it is. Um, it, 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 and not – it's deeper than that. It's not just a football program. I help all the programs here with that money, uh, Joe. I, I help from – I'm not going to run through them all, but every sport we have, um, I share that money. That money just doesn't go to football. We, the piece I get, we use in the fall because that's when we spend probably 85% of my budget um, mm-hmm. till the end of the season playoffs. After that, I mean, you have recruiting. Okay, that's, here's a chunk for that, but here's our major expenditure. So they benefit from it also. You know, don't get me wrong. We get the, uh, we have a very, I think, lucrative for our level FCS contract uh, with Phil, um, Nike, Phil Knight. Uh, But that's space cash. That's not money. To us, it's space cash. Phil doesn't give us money. He gives me my uniform, shoes, everything. And he bumped that up just because we're close, you know, their relationship um, with 
Portland State. I know him a little bit. I've met him, but uh, that type of item helps also. I mean, we have to have that. Right. That bounce right. around there. No, I mean, I think that all definitely. Bro, if I start dragging out these answers, just say, Barney. No, I, I appreciate all the insight, Coach, because it is a complex issue, and I think some of our listeners might not fully understand the, the scope of it. But, Coach, I have a bit more of a, a looser, more fun question I want to ask you before talking a little bit about your background and, and coaching in the big sky. You made news last year with what was, I think, my favorite headline for any FCS coach. There were a lot of different headlines that came up and probably know what I'm going to ask about. I do. Where, where you offered to buy the fans beer for a game and you end up spending $14,000 on no- beer for, for, for your fans. I got a, I got two parts of this question. So first, what inspired that? Because that was, again, the best marketing strategy. And I was tapped in as soon as I saw that I was tracking you guys. I wanted to know how the, how the season went after that. <laughs> well, uh, how did it start? I'm sitting with our uh, marketing people. You know, what can we do? What do you want, Barney? How can we get people to the game? Da, 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 da. And everybody, you know, the trick to marketing, they tell you is don't give away tickets. You know, they have to buy their ticket. I said, oh, that's easy. I mean, we're dinking around before I had a my weekly radio show. And I said, make them buy their ticket. I said, let's buy their beer. <laughs> and they're like, all right. You know, what do you mean? Like, like one beer each? I said, I don't know. You guys figure it out. So then I go on a radio show, Joe, John Canzano who obviously has too many listeners. Um, and he's, st- and he, he, I talked to him a lot and he knows how to get me. He'll get me going somewhere and I'll, I, I don't watch my P's and Q's. So whether it's the language or something I say, the next thing I know, I got, you know, half the nation on me complaining about something. Another half love me, but <laughs> he started talking about it and he's like, you know, what are you gonna do? Oh, we're thinking about this. He goes, Oh, well, you know, what do you mean? How much? I said, I'll buy all of it. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> Cause I'm sitting like this. He said, you'll what? I said, I'll buy all their beer. You know, I need people in the stand. I said, I'm not buying their ticket, but I'll buy their beer. And shoo, it takes off. I mean, I got bars. I just sent out Joe, Bobby Regan, the barstool people. I just sent out all these things, ESPN XMs or something. Uh, that talked to me during it and after it, I just sent him a bunch of shirts, you know, right. some gear. I just sent it out. It's obviously a little late, but I got other things to do than the, um, send gear. But I sent it out because they asked for it, but I just got that job done. So I have to admit, though, that definitely is the best marketing strategy that it I've worked. seen because you can rally a group of people around some free beer and it. Put people in the stands. Are, are you planning to do that again this year, though? Because like, uh, I, I want to come if you're doing it again. They do have a plan. I'll tell you in a second. But I won't, here's a follow-up, Joe, Okay. that I've told nobody about that receipt, about that money uh-huh. from this university. Um, after the game, they come up. The president's at the game. Great turnout. Everybody's happy. There's tents up. There's, you know, and I'm – we're one of some kind of thing. And I told them to shut that off after the third quarter. I hope they did that. <laughs> anyway, after the game, happy, happy, everybody's shaking hands. Somebody comes up and says, the president had the greatest time ever. My marketing person. I said, yeah, hey, Trinity, sorry to put you in this spot, but nice work. You know, you, you pulled it off. 
Um, she said, the president offered, he said, you tell Barney, because he was all happy. Helped the board of trustees and they had, I even bought them a couple, you know, little uh, snacks with their beer. But Dots Pretzels, actually. Dots, mm-hmm. One of my other big sponsors, but he's offered to pay for half. And wow. I said, really? She, yeah. But then, then he said, but and she said he was walking away. He goes, how much was it? She goes, 14106 He goes, well, wait, don't tell Barney that. <laughs> so she told me that. Um, then I get back. Here's Monday now. You know, we're preparing for the next game. Here's Monday. And I haven't heard anything. I mean, I'm like, how am I going to, how can you pay somebody $14,000? Excuse me, all my credit cards are tapped. You know, I'm like, how can I get this done? But the next thing I know, the receipt, one of our marketing people puts the receipt out, like on, they twitted it out. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the graphic. So I looked at it and I said, whoa, Nelly, they showed my, actually had my credit card number on it and everything. I said, get that off the internet. (laughs) I didn't realize that was the real receipt. I thought that was like a a created graphic. They pulled the real one. Okay. I was going to have half of America have my credit card. (laughs) Um, So they made up a receipt. They said, well, Uh we'll kind of do it with the correct, how much it was. I said, great, but come on. Help me out. Well, no, nobody's going to look at it, Barney. I'm like, I don't want one person looking at it. Anyway, now click to Monday. Um, I, I get a call from the tower, the president, you know, and he's like, Barney, he said, we could have never bought that much marketing for $14,000 for this university ever. And he said, I want you to know I'm going to pay for it all. And I said, are you kidding me? Chief? Wow. Per, per, person, person, I said, you know what? That's the best news I've, I've heard all season. <laughs> Thank you. So he did. He took care of me. He did tell me, you know, maybe watch what you say on the radio next time. I said, but they bailed me out. The school bailed me out. I've, I haven't told it. people around here know that, and my friends, Joe, but they're now, right. the, now the country knows it. Well, I, I, I'm glad that the university is is backing a venture like this, but so. Are they planning and want to do something similar this year? Because I'm not too far. I'm in Los Angeles. I want to make the okay. make the trip if there's a free beer game. Here's this year. They just showed it to me because they there was some argument going on. There's going to be a, a beer mug, a thousand of them they ordered, or that's the first order. I don't know what they're going to do, with my face on it. And now you buy a ticket. I don't know exactly what their deal is. I think it's if you buy a ticket and you buy your mug, you drink all game. Something I, I don't know exactly. Don't okay. quote it, but I know they just bought a bunch of mugs and they said, can we do this? I said, no, you're not putting my face on anything. And people are going to be burning those in Portland. But <laughs> I finally agreed because four of them came in my office. I said, fine. I said, go ahead and do it. I said, you know, mark it up, you know, so I look like somebody cool. Um but that's this year's promotion. I don't know what game it is. They're they're doing it. They're doing it. So uh, I'm excited. I I'm gonna try and make it make it to that game. So I'll I'll keep my eye. What's the the opponent for that game, or has that not been determined? I don't yet? know yet. I, I, okay. I I'm not that deep in shoot. I'm watching Montana. I mean, between right. recruiting right now, we just had a guy in yesterday, uh, Joe. Uh, um, and I think maybe 
one more, but I'm kind of filling out my team right now. So I haven't spent a lot of time uh, on that side of the hallway. They just come over when they have questions that mm -hmm. uh, pertain specifically to me or what's going on. But they're getting it together. I'm not sure what game. Um, so we'll see. Coach, speaking on, you mentioned you're preparing for Montana. Mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier that you played for Eastern Washington. You also coached mm -hmm. at I Idaho State. What do you think it takes to be successful in such a high caliber conference at the FCS level? Well, that's the quest, right? I mean, I was in the when I, when I didn't play. I, I, sh I should rehash that. I was on the team at Eastern Washington University. Okay. Um, I did play. I was on the team. I was awful. That's probably why I coached. <laughs> I love studying the game, but you know they never they put me in one game. I think because my they heard my parents were there anyway. Um, so much that goes into that is it facilities? Is it people? Is it what? Is it the support from your university? Um, this is a t I rate Missouri Valley and us as far as FCS. I, I just looked at our schedule. I have three ranked. The first conference game, Montana. They're going to probably be in the top five. You know, um, so it affects things that people will never see. For instance, I just got a charter flight. I, I try to keep my budget to one and a half charters a year. I usually use it for a Cal Poly because that's it's kind of a mess to get there. I used it on Montana this year because I want no hiccups. I don't want to take a bus on a Thursday and Americana tour. I want to get on the plane, get there game you know sleep game eat win home um so i burnt my um flight my charter my full charter on that game because that's an important game you know and, and it's fun one in there i've been lucky enough uh to bring a team in there and win but i mean there's a lot that goes into it. joe weight room nutrition you know uh, who can you recruit uh, your stipend you know what is your cost of living what, what does a kid get when he lives off campus you know and everybody has their own battles it's you know the ones at the top are the ones who don't have to check as many boxes as far as those things i talked about facilities nutrition um coaches how many coaches are we at a full allotment of coaches are are our scholarships at a full allotment what's the support from campus there's a lot that goes into that so essentially what i've done i i have five they're here at my desk somewhere but I think I repeated them all. Those five things I think you need to win. So this year I went and said, okay, I need to – and I don't have them all here. I'm not complaining about it. I'm trying to fix it. So I just took the ones I thought were most important, you know, and here we go. I'm trying to hire more coaches. I'm trying to get my kids more money, you know, just so they can eat. I need my kids to eat, make sure they can eat. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, and the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get that bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Right, and I think a lot of people don't realize some of these mid-tier teams in these conferences like I played at the University of Rhode Island and over the summer some kids that couldn't afford a car to go drive to a job it was tough for them 
to figure out what they were going to eat during the summer and those types of things. And it's there's certainly limitations. And you even mentioned the charter thing. I think some FCS fans might not also realize the ones that are on the East Coast, like I'm, I came from, how far apart all those teams are. Like you oh, almost wow. need to, to fly to most of those games. They're so far. Right. Right. Um, and it's different. I mean, back East, you know, you're driving, you can't even tell. And all of a sudden you're in another state. Yeah. You know, um, especially Rhode Island. If you went there, uh, who'd you play for? Who was your head coach? Uh, coach Jim Fleming. Okay. Um, Cause I was at uh, early in my career as at Coast Guard Academy. And I used okay. to go up there when Keith Floyd was there. We'd go up, I'd meet him for bagels. And that's how close it was. I could go up and have a bagel with him once a week for breakfast. He was, a, I think, the head coach at URI. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm some, you know, young guy down at Coast Guard Academy trying to find my way in the profession. But we became friends. But it was an easy drive. I'd drive up to his place in 20 minutes. but or that, <laughs> I don't know what it was. It seemed very short. So Right. So, Coach, last question I got for you. We're in such a, a complicated era of college football. We're talking a little bit about the conference realignment and then now the new wave of things that has come into play is, is NIL. And we had on the show a little bit ago South Dakota State tight end Tucker Kraft who talked about how he didn't enter the portal and he has no intention of, of leaving South Dakota State, but he had teams coming to him, Power 5 teams coming to him and offering him money to leave, enter the portal, and come to their programs. I'm just wondering from your perspective, how difficult do you think this becomes for FCS teams trying to retain their talent? It's not every day that a Tucker Craft, who is going to be a, a highly drafted kid out of South Dakota State that is going to decide to turn down that much money to stay. So it, just in your opinion, like how, what kind of a roadblock do you think that creates? Uh, well, first off, I respect Tucker Kraft. Obviously, South Dakota State right now is on uh, – they're doing a hell of a job. They're on the top of the FCS right now, um, doing very well, a team to beat. We faced it. I've got – I'm not going to say it, but one of my defensive ends who, you know, had great numbers. I, recall, I just talked about this this morning. Mm-hmm. I was being poached, you know. But be, I'm sure because it, it – well, I shouldn't say that. His – I fight it with loyalty, but that goes so far, you know. Um, it's happening. I have already lost people to it. It's not. I don't wow. think it's right. But what I try to establish is such an attachment because it used to be easy, Joe. When it was just a grad transfer, I never said this, but I wouldn't let my great players. They graduated right at the end of their eligibility, <laughs> so I, I'm here. <laughs> you're not a grad transfer yet, anyway. But this is this is a different one. Um, I fight it with loyalty. I fight it with trying to have a team that's tight and you know close to each other. But it doesn't. I mean, it's still going to happen. Um, and with the better teams, the ones on top of the FCS, South Dakota State, um, they are. If you're winning, you have better players than everybody else. Uh, there's bottom line. I mean. Coaches can say what they want about themselves. If you have the better play, if you have better players than everybody else, odds are you're going to win the football game. Um, so a team like that, with probably more than myself, as far as players that can play at the next level of college football, it's going to happen. They're going to get poached. So um, I don't know how to fight it because if the money gets too big, you're not. I don't think you're going to be able to fight it. You know, and think about the there's all there's all kinds of ways to go here. I heard Texas A and M. 
I heard they by position, everybody instead of one guy getting uh, seventy five thousand, the groups getting five thousand each. Because I work, really? I want to know what's going on with the locker rooms. I want to know. Say you and I are seniors at such and such university and a freshman just signed for $3 million or $2 million. And we know that the media knows it. And we're sitting in that locker room looking at this student athlete. I mean, how, how do you keep that together? Yeah. It's a new power dynamic. I mean, it happens in the pros a lot too, where these guys, different guys are making different money and it's a power struggle. Right. Right. And I think it's going to affect the pros. What happens when a guy comes in, at a big time program. I'm talking to Power Five, Joe, not FCS now, and your FCS podcast. But NIL is a, a it's grand issue. Yeah, it's that monster that you see on a, a the under. I forget all the words on Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, I, I yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. but what are you going to do when? And I'm t- we're talking NFL now. Mm-hmm. You go to Ohio, I'm not going to say name, you go to a big school that has money and you get out of there and you have $6 million in your account. And now an NFL team wants to sign you um, for, and you're going to play for whatever, $700,000 a year. Uh, where's that motivation? That might be the one, first place you ever get when since your college career started that you haven't been catered to, loved up, you're the guy, but now you got to have to go into NFL locker room and fight for a job. I wonder about that dynamic. I mean, there's yeah. so many things we could throw out there, but NIL, uh, I think it's going to lead, and I heard rumors of this. I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I think it's going to lead to the NCAA saying, boom, wash our hands. We're in charge of championships, period, nothing else. By conference, you decide NIL, recruiting, how many coaches, all the other stuff that the NCAA does that I think just turns into a bunch of lawsuits for them. COVID, you know, COVID waivers, COVID redshirt, all that. I think they're going to wash their hands up because they get enough money. They get enough. Yeah. They can live that way, just be in charge of championships. I mean, shoot, they could even say, we're just in charge of uh, March Madness and still be one hell of a company. Yeah, because they almost don't even really do anything with the college football playoff because if i'm correct that's it's almost its own entity at this point that's what i mean but if they can well their baby obviously mm-hmm. just talking money again um is that uh basketball tournament right right anyway we're i've rambled way too much on your answers joe no that I, this is all great information coach and i i really appreciate you coming on to to talk with us um that was all i really wanted to, to go over and, and chat right. with you about today and Really appreciate everything. We're going to be rooting for you this season. I'm going to try and do whatever I can to make it up on that that trip for the for the beer mug game because it sounds like a fun time. I'll see if I can drag drag my uh, my co-host who is an offensive lineman. He loves beer, right. so I'm sure that won't take too much to to coax him into doing it. But coach, thank you so much. We'll be rooting for you. Uh, enjoy the rest of the off season and the upcoming season. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us, Joe. Much appreciated. I have of a course. date on your show. <laughs>